Hello, and welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. My name's Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Hope you enjoy it. And today we're going to be speaking about the viewing that we've just had of the second Carry On film, Carry On Nurse. Except we haven't actually just had the second viewing of it. It was actually 24 hours ago and we recorded a podcast and for various technical reasons it didn't come out. So this is actually uh, our second go at this. Uh, it be quite interesting to see which bits we remember talking about or don't remember talking about, etc. So, uh, let's start off by just asking Fiona what your impressions generally were of Carry On Nurse. Well, I thought the narrative was much more engaging and I really enjoyed the film, but I didn't think it was as funny as um, Carry On Sergeant. Uh, in terms of one-liners and that kind of thing. So, uh, but there, I, there was a lots of little storylines that I liked in this one, and uh, and yes, I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't make many notes because I was kind of enjoying watching it, not thinking about the fact I was going to have to talk about it. Well, that's fair enough. So, what storylines in particular did you enjoy? Um, well, I liked the romance between the nurse and. <laughs> Mr. The guy in the first bed. Mr. York. Timothy yeah. London in Terrence the London, bed yeah. and Shirley Eaton as the nurse. Yes. And um, even though her character was not terribly different from the one in Carry On Sergeant, she had a role that wasn't just to flutter her eyelids. She actually was a nurse and in charge and, and therefore I had more respect for her mm-hmm. in this character than the previous one. Um, I liked the the way the the hospital operated and the hierarchy of the nurses and all of that kind of thing. Um, I I liked Kenneth Williams being stuck in his book and then uh, having his head turned by a girl once someone had pointed it out to him. Um, Did you like the storyline about uh, Mr. Bell's bunion that eventually became the big sort of denouement of them performing the surgery themselves. I thought that was a good setup for some funny moments. Um, I wasn't quite as engaged in that as, as some of the other storylines, but uh, it did. It was a means to an end. Okay, what, what were your favourite performances, uh, particularly who was most effective, etc.? I liked Kenneth Williams in this. He had more of a part than he did in the last one. Um, and I liked um, the blonde nurse. The Shirley Eaton. Shirley Eaton. Um, I thought they were good. Um, I, I mean, I see, I didn't find uh, Hultry. Charles Hultry. Charles Hultry. Mr Hinton. As funny as, as he was in, in Carry On Sergeant. Um, certainly things like him falling out of bed didn't tickle me. Um he did get he did get a laugh from you though an actual out loud laugh. I'm sure you'll uh, revise, review that in a minute. <laughs> yes, he did get an actual out loud laugh from you though when he was dragged up to uh, to be the nurse on duty. I just wasn't expecting that. I know you probably thought it was very obvious, <laughs> but to be honest, I hadn't twigged that's what they were doing. So, um, so yeah. I think that's our first instance of uh, of somebody in drag in the Carolines. Yes. Um, Here's a little spoiler for you. It won't be the last. <laughs> the one thing I did think that was interesting um, was there was a lot more innuendo, like blatant 
stuff in mm-hmm. this episode than there were. I mean, in carrying up the uh, carrying on sergeant, I'm thinking of carrying up the sergeant, <laughs> carrying on sergeant. I think that's a more specialist film. <laughs> um, Carry on, Sergeant. They had um, they didn't even say the word toilet. Um, the, it was very much less innuendo, mm. whereas they really beefed it up. However, I would say that the opening titles, oh yes, led us to believe that it was all sauciness time, uh, cartoons of um, stocking tops and things like that. Saucy Nurse Town. I think that's, 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 that's the title of the film. She put it into Google Translate into Japanese and, and back again. <laughs> Saucy Nurse Town. But the, the credits did not live up. I mean, there was one scene where the nurse stood up on the table and everyone was ogling mm-hmm. the scenes. But there wasn't really flashes of, of stuff. It was more. No. In fact, it was more aimed at the men. Um, getting naked, being shaved. Mm-hmm. Getting into the bath. That was, that was an un, I think, uh, a comment. That about was your other laugh out loud moment. It was Terence Longdon has a massive todger. Well, yeah, she did say, and I called you a baby. But it was also so outrageous. I mean, you couldn't do that to women, so why is it acceptable to do that to men? Oh, there's a debate. I know. And I think nowadays it's probably as respectful to men as, as it is to women. The, these days, but in those days it certainly was a very different. I don't know. I think it's maybe these days it's still it is safer to tell the equivalent joke in relation to a man's body than it is to sell, tell a joke about a woman's body. And now, I mean, presumably that you know the um, the context is all important there of you know thousands, if not millions, of years of male dominance mm. over the female form. Um, but I, I'm not sure if it, you know, if, if, if there's such a big change from Carry On Nurse to now. I don't think you would get scenes now which basically revolve around, uh, how nice a woman's legs are, such as when the nurse was up on the, yeah. uh, opening the window and when the female doctor walked through. Oh, that's true. There was just, it, it, it wasn't so much that the men were noticing her. I, I don't know if, if that would be acceptable or not. But what I don't think would be acceptable was that the camera was basically following her legs. Yes. Um, and the other thing was the um, male doctor ogling up all the pretty women and then swooning at him. Oh, Mr. Stevens. Yeah. Yes. I didn't I didn't understand that because he made no effort to show why they were swooning at him. And uh, well, I think part of it may have just been he was a doctor. Oh well, head of the head. Um, <laughs> but I was quite pleased that she didn't swoon at him and had no interest in his. The the, uh, the female doctor. Yes, doctor yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she made no um, uh, paid no heed to his attention. So that that was quite good, I thought, in the whole gender equality thing. But uh, you know, there's a long way to go. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of modern uh, modern uh, interests in this film, there was an early reference to man-made climate change. I wondered if you'd spotted that. I hadn't. Which reference is that? Uh, that was when uh, Bernie Bishop, played by Kenneth Connor, uh, asks Oliver Reckitt, played by Kenneth Williams, uh, what he does, and he tells him that he is a nuclear physicist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kenneth Connor says, "Oh, going around making bangs and giving us horrible weather in the summertime." 
Oh, I see. Well, I just thought he was talking about a nuclear explosion giving bad weather um, because probably didn't make the connection because nuclear power has got nothing to do with climate change. Well, I think it's just the idea that presumably, well, nuclear physics presumably has something to do with nuclear bombs, um, but that's, you know, what people thought about nuclear or bombs in them days. Aye, again, no connection to climate change, though. Oh, right, OK. Well, I, I stand I stand corrected in that in that case. Uh, so, um, were there any performers that you thought were poor? Well, I get the pictures up so you yeah, can might help. look at them and, and we can name and shame actors from 16 years No, I must ago. admit that, who's the guy we've just spoken about with a massive todger? <laughs> Terence Longdon. Terence Longdon. I liked him more in this one than I did in Carry On Sergeant. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's good. Kenneth Connor. Top billing, top billing, admittedly only alphabetically, but in that top group. Yeah, I'm not sure he was top billing, but he was good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they were all good. That's uh, Shirley Eden, Charles Hawtrey, Hattie Jakes has made. Now, Hattie Jakes was very popular in Sergeant with you. Yeah, she wasn't funny here, but she did her role that she was given very well. Um, And I suppose it made it all the better for that last scene at the end when she did crack a smile that mm-hmm. she didn't crack a smile all the way through the play, yes. all the way through the film. So, um, yes, it was kind of... But she she, she was... Yeah, she was more the straight man to the funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's not... She can do that, but in other things I've seen her in, she she's very good at being funny, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I liked him more. That's Terrence Longdon. Bill Owen, we're on to now. I'm not sure if I liked him. He got a laugh from you from um, at one point when they called that it was Matron's Round and he said, mine's a pint. Well, yes, that was very basic but enjoyable. Um, <laughs> uh, Leslie Phillips. We're looking well, see, at I like Leslie Phillips. Ding dong, carry on. Yes, and he, he I remember him from my childhood, so I think there's some sort of perfection. Personally, there. or? No. <laughs> was he a regular visitor to your home? No, I just meant I probably the carry ons. Was he in other things that I would have seen? Yes, he was in the Doctor films as well. I don't know if you saw them, but he would often he often turned up for the next sort of twenty years after yeah. this film was made, pretty much playing Leslie Phillips. Yes, it was well playing this character. Yes. If that really is what Leslie Phillips is like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, well. uh, yeah, I love um, Joan Sims. Joan Sims, and when I saw her in the film, I was like, oh yeah, she was one of my favourites in the carry ons. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very good. She made a big impression. This was a, obviously her first film, her first carry-on film. I think she made quite a big impression in the film, in terms of, as you say, she was quite funny. Her character mm. was good. Yeah. Um, I didn't think much of her. Yes, uh, Susan Stevens, uh, Nurse Axwell. Um, Kenneth Williams, she was good. I like the, the Colonel. Wilfred Hyde-White as the Colonel. Yes. I, I like the fact that he just slightly ignored all of their pleas to stop pestering them mm-hmm. and uh, and just live yeah no I liked his character these women the nighttime nurses um, and the, the sister was okay but you didn't recognise her not at the time <laughs> we, we've done this before we've done this so you, before, you told so you me now know. who she is it's Miss Marple but yeah. I, I didn't know that until you told me in the last time we recorded this okay um I didn't think much of him. She, sorry, but just to go back to John Hickson, she got your first, she got the first laugh that you gave. No, what was that? Which was when she was filling out, um, 
Ted York's uh, medical Oh, he kept on telling him to relax. Just relax. As if that would solve all of his, his excruciating agony. So, yes. But there was a very, just to, to diverge a bit from, from the specifics of the, of the actors, there was a bit of, you know, the depiction of what it was like to be in hospital. It was kind of like school. You know, the, the patients are treated like children. You have to do what the nurses say. There's no question of you getting to contribute to what your treatment yes. might be. And um, I thought it was very interesting that they were very, with the hierarchy of the nurses, mm-hmm. They were very scared of Matron and wanted to make it look nice for that. Yes. Um, not so much bothered about the care of the of the, the, of the kids, I was going to say. The kids. Um, and as Kenneth Williams pointed out, a lot of the stuff that they were doing was for no benefit medically. Medically. It was just because it was what the Matron wanted, mm-hmm. like not lying on the bed. So mm-hmm. that was... Or, or not even... Care-wise or hygienically, it was just she liked the notes to be in the middle of the bed. Yeah, she liked the screens to be folded up in this. Place. And and they put a lot of effort into that mm-hmm. um, to, to the detriment of the care. Well, but you can, you can kind of see why they would put effort into that. Would basically because she wasn't very happy about something that a patient did. Nothing that you know, nothing that nurses are really they had all any had control to over. The had to change all the beds. Yeah. Although that, as you say, that then went down the line, which was quite funny, as it. Yeah, no, that until was... eventually Joan Simmons had to do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yes, uh, uh, I didn't like it. Well, Cyril Chamberlain. Yeah, he was in the last one apparently, so obviously doesn't make an impression. Yeah, either. he got a laugh though for you, and um, when he said to his wife, he's the one who has lots of children, and he said to his wife, "The doctor can't give me what I need." <laughs> I know another a very susceptible to the basic humour, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, the Porter guy. Mick Porter. Mm. He was a likable enough character. Likable enough, and it was a good. Way to get the colonel betting and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the next guy, the the punch-up guy. Uh, it says Norman Rossington, who was uh, Kenneth Connor's character's... Uh, that's not easy to say, Kenneth Connor's character. Uh, Kenneth Connor's character's sparring partner, seemingly having taken a lot of uh, lot of uh, hits over the years, uh, had been in Carry On Sergeant, but you didn't recognise No, him. I didn't notice that until you said it. Then I said, oh, yes. Uh, there was a bit of prosthetics going on to give him yeah, the sort of but, but yeah, look. he was the, the thick one, wasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Oulton, who was, I don't, I don't know what his snob. character's name was, but he was a snob, basically. Yeah, that was quite funny um, when he was telling her to be quiet and she mm-hmm. was just oblivious to his snobbery. How can you live with someone like that and not know? But anyway. Yeah. Um... <laughs> The, the love interest of Kenneth Williams. Uh, Joe Ireland. Uh, she wasn't in it terribly much, but I didn't think much of her. She, I thought she looked oddly very modern. Obviously, you know, it was the kind of look that they mm. gave her. But it was interesting that you know, she was supposed to be the sort of... I think she's not supposed to be aware that she's nice-looking and attractive. Mm. But you know, even now, she was still nice-looking and attractive, mm. 60 years later. And dead. Spoilers. Well, again, we've been through all that already, yeah. so it's going to be hard to pretend I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, Irene Handel, who was... Um, I didn't Hello like her character, wife. especially the... Oh, it's awfully hard and all that. To fill out a form. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Michael Medwin, who was uh, Kenneth Connor's character's... Uh, I like saying it now. Kenneth Connor's character's um, agent. Yeah, liked I, his ja- I liked his coat. I didn't like him. Didn't like him. But I'm not sure you meant to have liked him. Well, he was a big star on the day, you see. Was he? Yeah, a big star of a... Of a um, sitcom called The Army Game, which in fact uh, William Hartnell and Charles Hawtrey were also in, playing mm. very similar characters to the characters that they played in Sergeant. So you know he got a, he got a special billing because he was Michael Medwin. 
Yeah. Um, this film, by the way, was you know not was the most popular film in Britain in 1959. Not the most popular comedy, you know, not the most popular British film. The most popular film, full stop. Yeah. Huge. Huge. And, and also surprisingly, the most popular comedy of any type in America in the same year. See, I wouldn't have thought the Americans would have got this. It's very. It's a very take on British caricatures and um, culture and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's why you find it funny because you know they they're more extreme, but you know people like this. You know the snobs in your life and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what makes it funny. So I'm sure there's similar characters in America, but I I wouldn't see them getting it, and I wouldn't assume I wouldn't see them getting much of the sarcasm and innuendo because they mm-hmm. don't tend to no you know generalizing a whole nation there but they don't <laughs> <laughs> tend to be known for that but as i said at the beginning the storyline was engaging enough that even if you didn't get all the jokes there was enough there mm-hmm. for it to be a good film so maybe that... i wonder i wonder if you know is the american was the american experience of hospital very different to this i mean you know I don't know, I never, I never really watched any of these American hospital series like ER and Grey's Anatomy and these kind of things. ER is slightly different because it's an emergency. An emergency. Um, but, you know, is this what it's like to be in hospital in America? I doubt it. But maybe that's why it's so popular in America, because it was so British. Possibly. In a way that Downton Abbey is very popular yeah. in America. You know, it's, it's not that they related to it, but they mm. just found it fascinating as a culture. Uh, but what's, what I think is interesting is that Downton Abbey is really a Britain, we're going to get sociological here, Downton Abbey shows a Britain that really only existed for a very small proportion of the population. Um, part of the reason, potentially, that Carry On Nurse was so popular was that the, the National Health Service, the NHS, had been in existence for 10 years. Mm. A lot of people presumably had either been in hospital or visited someone in hospital in that, uh, in that time. And to be brutally honest with you... Um, what little experience I've had of being in hospital in Britain is not a million miles away from yeah. the experience of carry on nurse. Less patients performing their own surgery, but the general day to day. I don't think you have happens, the hierarchy, etc. Stuff, but yeah, I think there's a lot of it that's still there. And but though it was noticeable that in this, as you said, the NHS had been around for ten years, so it was new and mm-hmm. interesting. So um, he. Terence London was um, journalist. Journalist was told to write a piece on it because that was interesting enough. Mm. Was just to write what it's like to be in a hospital mm-hmm. because, as you say, it was relatively new and mm-hmm. of note to people. So that that was interesting. He was also told to keep it clean. Didn't really understand what what people thought might have happened in the hospital. Well, I don't know, but he also said that as the other nurse walked in uh, so I don't think just that, write about the nice looking nurses no no but it wasn't that I think he was trying to say something that could be interpreted as care for his medical health keep keep your scar clean oh you so think? that he was oh, saying yeah, something yeah, that yeah. the nurse wouldn't think they're up to mm-hmm. mischief by mm-hmm. talking anyway we're anyway, about carrying that. on uh, this was Dr Wynne you quite liked her you I said. liked her mm-hmm. um, the legendary Marianne Stone was uh, she legendary? She wasn't she, for me. Uh, she's legendary, trust me. Well, she wasn't in this. Okay. I uh, liked her. Rosalind Knight as uh, as uh, Nurse Nightingale. 
Yes. Really only had the one scene. No, I two, know. Two scenes because she had the, the sluice as well, didn't she? Oh, that's true. Lost her glasses and the sluice, but the other scene was watching the... That it was the watching the, the needle scene. Watching the patient, um, which she just did, not taking her eyes off it. Yeah, so that, right. that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was June from Terry and June. June Whitfield, who you didn't recognise until we pointed out that you, that it was June Whitfield. You weren't, you weren't sure? I was, I was pretty sure. Oh, she was sure. Um, the first scene I thought that's June Whitfield, and then, the second scene, I thought, oh, she does look a bit different there. Mm. But, you know, obviously she's a lot younger than I know her. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was good. Mm-hmm. But I think I just know her from other things too much to yeah. be able to, to sit, think she's good in this film. That storyline didn't really end. You know, the, the, his his plan to go away with her, mm. which meant he had to have his operation by a certain time. Mm. Uh, which led to them perform, deciding that they would perform the operation themselves. Yeah. And they got caught from the operation themselves. And then we never saw them again. We well, saw Terence a... Longdon leave him. We saw uh, Kenneth Connor leave him. Yeah, but um, wait, before he got his surgery in the end, he did say, my plans are up the spout anyway, but I do want to have it soon. Oh, all right. So there was a there was a nod to it's, okay. it's not working out. I like I liked him describing... What I thought was going to be it was a dirty weekend away. As I've got to get my snogging in. I know how wonderfully innocent. <laughs> and well, they did talk about having separate rooms. Yes. Um, but at that point, in inverted you... commas, a whole weekend. I know. Separate rooms. Um, but the the uh, the point where he said I've got to get my snogging in made made me think. Well, maybe he would be just happy with separate rooms as long as he got a bit of snogging. Snogging. I think, look at him, we'll just take a look, bring up a look at that, that man's not happy with just snogging. <laughs> oh, talking of... Just snogging? Just snogging. The, um, the acceptability of uh, Terence London <laughs> abusing the nurse, albeit in a semi-drugged state after his operation. Are you sure he was? Oh yes, he was yeah. after his operation, wasn't he? He was appendicitis. And thought. and the nurses were just, you just have to carry a little couple of little sleeping pills in case they get a bit randy. I mean, that's so inappropriate. <laughs> do, you think was... those, do you think those couple of sleeping pills were put on the, the drug card decks afterwards? Do you think that was just left to chance? <laughs> but it, there was no... I mean, he did apologise later and it was all very funny apparently and they're very acceptable i mean there was no oh, it was just that's so defi- that was definitely it was a different time yes so rather than being reported and uh, and you know whisked off to another mm. ward or not dealt with by female nurses mm. um quite the reverse he ended up going to america with one of them not the one that he'd attacked yes <laughs> um the other scene you liked was when he the the other guy got um, a funny reaction to the sleeping. Oh, to the medication, yes. yes. It wasn't. I mean, I, I wasn't so much. I like that scene generally. Um, the, the 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 moment that I liked was when he came back into the ward, picked up the toilet rolls, and went streamers. That was the bit I really liked, and I, I thought that was very funny. But uh, you, you, I'll, I'll look forward to that at Christmas time, shall I? Streamers. <laughs> Yes, I did like that bit. When, uh, oh, Ed Devereaux, who we didn't know last time. I, thought, I put him in because I thought we didn't know him last time. There we go. He, we still don't know him. We still don't know him, but his, his crucial point in the, in this film was that he told Bill Owen that Kenneth Connors' character, Kenneth Connors' character again, that Kenneth Connors, it's our catchphrase now, Kenneth Connors' character. I wish you'd stop saying it. was a boxer. <laughs> That's what catchphrases are for, isn't it? 
Only if they're appealing. Appealing? Not appalling. Oh, very good. What do you want to talk about next? Um, my favourite joke. Oh, yes. Was um, the sliced nuts joke. Oh, yes. Uh, when the tea lady came round. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenneth Connor's character. Just, just. Just dropping it in there. Uh, said, uh, have you got a fruit bar? She said, no, I've got a sliced nut. And he said, well, you've come to the right place to have it mended then, haven't you? <laughs> that, that was your favourite. You didn't actually laugh out loud at that. Well, you know me. Mm. I did like it. But there was another bit you reminded me of that I thought was quite funny, which was the um, uh, the main Kenneth Connor character. Trying to Yay! peel a banana. Oh, yeah. And then it just falling off. It just off. flopped over that, when you finally got there. Oh, yeah. You just think that sums up life sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> so, what other bits did I laugh at that I didn't notice? Uh, I think we've kind of gone through them all. Um, really. What a fuss about such a little thing. Yeah. Again, Kenneth Connor's character. Oh, did I laugh enough for this to be a worthy film? Oh, definitely. Well,. You only actually laughed out loud twice, but I felt that you were laughing. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Okay. Uh, the only one that we haven't mentioned was uh, after the night when everything went crazy, when Cyril Chamberlain was on the, the drugs that didn't agree with him. Um, Bill Owen's character, who had a broken leg, ended up with his leg elevated sort of at 90 degrees. Mm. And the nurse came along and said, "Is everything all right?" And he says, "No, I always yes, I always sleep like this." That got a laugh from you. Did it? Maybe just because of the way he said it and being Maybe. disgruntled. Uh, yeah, so that's your that that was your that was your laugh um, count. Uh, can we have a moment on uh, the idea of Kenneth Williams as a romantic lead? I quite liked it. I mean, I I probably liked it because of the juxtaposition of him being a bookworm beforehand, um, but. Obviously, it's hard to separate his the fact we know he's gay. So him trying to be besotted by a woman. Mm-hmm. He was only besotted by the woman towards the end. He yeah. had been told that that was what he was doing. I know, I like that. I like that he had to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I didn't mind him being a love interest. Um, he, he looked a lot younger, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And chubbier. You don't think of Kenneth mm-hmm. Williams like that. You think of a very long, pointy face. Horse face. Horse face. Um, and another thing was about the, some of the differences of what it was like in hospital today. First of all, the length of time that they were all going to oh, be you're, in Oh, you're never going to be there less than a week. Yes. Ten days for, was that the appendicitis? Ten days Maybe. Job? Maybe. That wouldn't happen these days. No. You'd be in and out. Yeah. And the amount of smoking that went on on the wall. Oh, yes. That's true. Including cigars. And that guy with the hand, the, the boxer. Kenneth Connor's character. Kenneth Connor's character. Once he was um, plaster casted. Yes. He would be sent away. Yeah. No, no reason to either. stay there. But see, maybe we're we're living in in the in the world where the NHS is overstretched and mm. underfunded. I mean, I know my mum said that everyone stayed in hospital for a week when babies were born. Yeah. So you know, it probably was that the case mm. these days. So. Uh, in that case, anything else that we want to... Uh, talk? Well, we do... Well, will we run through a reminder of uh, who you thought might be still alive? Yeah, go on then. Well, I know that... Obviously, you know the ones who were in Carry On, yeah. Sergeant. You know that 
So Connor he, dead, Eaton alive, Hawtrey dead, Gates dead, dead, Longdon dead, dead, Owen dead, Leslie Phillips. Dead. Alive. Well done him. Very much alive. Do you remember that film Venus? About the young girl who, um, Peter O'Toole, uh, and, and the young girl kind of fell. Yeah. He was one of Peter O'Toole's mates in that. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Uh, Joan Sims. Alive. Dead. Oh. Uh, Susan Stevens. Dead. Dead. Hopefully William's dead. dead. He's dead. Wolfride White dead. Uh, I believe the, the night nurses are dead. Uh, Joe Hickson. Must be dead. Dead. Cyril Chamberlain, we know is dead. Uh, Mick, we ordered late, dead. Norman Washington, dead. Brian Olton, dead. Jill Ireland, I've already spoiled for you, she is dead. Uh, Irony Handel, dead. Michael Medwin, dead. Still alive. Michael Medwin? Michael Medwin, still alive. Yeah, well done, yeah. uh, Dead. Uh, Marianne Stone, dead. Uh, Rosalind Knight. Oh, she must be alive, she's young. She is still alive. She is, I'm surprised you didn't recognise her from some things, although I can't actually quote you anything she was definitely in uh, recently um, but very often um, you know if you want an old character um, or a, a granny character who's upper class you get Maggie Smith mm-hmm. if you wanted one who was lower class you got Liz Smith and if you wanted one who was sort of in the middle you would get Rosalind Knight alright well you can point her out next time we'll I will see next time we, we see her well, I know June Whitfield's still alive June Whitfield is still alive and Ed Devereux as we've discussed is, is dead so this has been a, this, this uh, film has been a massive success mm-hmm. for you producer of the Carry On films you're yeah. going to make another one who are you going to invite back well probably the top line Kenneth Connor Charlotte Eaton Charles Hawtrey Hattie Jakes Terence Longdon and definitely Jane Sims Joan Sims. And Kenneth Williams. And Kenneth Williams. I'll bring back Ding Dong. Leslie Phillips. <laughs> and I do like the Colonel. Wilfred Hyde White. Mm-hmm. Who are you definitely... Oh, n- her. Oh, and Rosalind Knight. Who are you definitely not bringing back? Don't even know why they're in this film. When can we get rid of them, please? Well, see, I don't like him. Bill And he's in the last one as well. Yeah. And her. Uh, and the Night Nurses. Stevens. The Night Nurses you weren't interested in. Okay. They weren't any good. Yeah, there's a... Oh, and him. Ed Devereaux. I like Ed Devereaux. I feel he's he's almost the podcast mascot now. Why? Because we don't know who he is. Oh, I see. Uh, I hope he continues to carry, to, to to carry, on, carry on. So we can yes. say, well, who is he? Uh, so, um, the... But the, I would say a whole film of key characters would be too much. You need some beige in there to just <laughs> mix it up a bit, don't you? Oh, definitely. So, uh, just because they're not making an impression on me doesn't mm-hmm. mean they don't have a role to play mm-hmm. and we should necessarily get rid of them. But what I think is interesting is if you look at this, in the order we've got them here, there's the order of the billet, right? Yeah. Now, I would say Hawtrey was really underused. I don't think he had a dozen lines. I know, I think that's why I didn't think it was so funny. Mm. Um, yeah, he was just plugged into his earphones the yeah. whole time. And that was, there was the one joke, basically. That he reacted to what was happening yeah. on the radio. yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite funny, mm-hmm. and um, I always think that by the fifties, I always think in the fifties, and even before then, everybody in Britain has a wireless. So I don't think they're trying to make a suggestion that you know people go to hospital and this wireless is just an amazing yeah. thing that they get. Although they might not have had it piped into their bed, but the the headphones might have been a bit new. Mm, possibly, yeah, yeah, um, and and also and the same thing about not being used very much. Hattie Jakes, a very important character. 
Mm. But again, turns up for like, you know, three scenes, gets yeah. the big joke at the end with a daffodil. Mm. Um, uh, uh, which I seem to be saying yesterday that you wanted to see the daffodil. Well, I just sticking thought out of you, could had, you could have had a, a side shot of him. You know, the wave daffodil waving. Yeah, without actually seeing it had been inserted, but you know, realizing mm-hmm. it had, um, without it being too risque. But you don't need it. Can you get it yeah, all from Matty Jake saying? But never with a daffodil. I know. Uh, yes. Whereas you know, if you go, you go quite far down um, the cast, and like Mick, he's quite a major player in the in the story. Yeah, he's quite far down the cast there. Yeah, but it's all about how famous they were before they did the thing, rather than what role they're playing. So, uh, the final question for you, Fiona, is uh, do we carry on? Do we watch Carry Uh, On film number three? Are we doing a whole podcast without a reflection on the TV listings? Yes, we did that in the the first run. I didn't think it worked very well. All right, you could have warned me. Oh, why? I wouldn't have mentioned it. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> TV listings may come back. You've been saved, guys. Believe me, he's well, right. It doesn't work. It, well, right. Uh, let's let the audience decide that. Incidentally, the audience. Um, audience. If you, if you, <laughs> they are not singular. <laughs> they are many. If if one person listens to it other than me for quality purposes, then there is an audience. <laughs> um, uh, yes, audience. If if you wish to get in contact with us to give us your views on Carry On Nurse or on the podcast generally, uh, you can now do so at our uh, email address, which is carryonpodcast at gmail dot com, or on Twitter at at carryonpodcast. Uh, so, uh, turning back to you, Fiona, uh, do we carry on with film number three? Oh, of course we do. This is fun. Well, do join us again, then, uh, dear listener. Um, uh, that's that's you specifically, and all of you individually. Not, there's not just one of you. Uh, there will not be just one of you. Uh, join us again, dear listener, uh, for the next Carry On. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. Carry On. Regardless.